Hello, everybody, and welcome to Renee's podcast. Uh, Thank you, anybody that's coming back to listen, and thank you to anybody that's just listening. Um, I just uh, published out my episode from yesterday. Um, It's just like maybe about 15 minutes or so, just a little um, how, you know, how I've been doing uh, for the last two months with GBS and um, a lot of things that have gone on, which is crazy that to think so much can happen in almost two months because it was like, I think March 4th or 5th was the last time that I posted and that was right before I was getting my infusions. So, um, you know, it's been a journey to say the least. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had so much going on since I last talked to everybody. It's between doctors, between the infusions, like I told you guys, um, God, between disability, um, between different feelings in my feet, uh, medication, getting sick, going through taking medication when I'm sick and, um, just some crazy stuff. Like even I actually got an infection, um, from my IVIG and let me tell you, it's just, Everybody has those stories about like when they were either at a doctor's appointment or they went to like a medical facility of any kind that, you know, they had that one nurse that just did not know what they were doing. And you always kind of just roll your eyes. You're like, oh, okay, because you know more than the professional, you know, but there's always that one nurse that you're like, how did you get into this profession? And, you know, like, why would you torture yourself with it if you don't like doing this type of thing? And, you know, it's it's true because there is always that one nurse that you just don't get it. And I had that one nurse and, oh, lo and behold, my last day of getting my infusions. And then, you know, you find out the stories of like, oh, your nurse should have never done that. Or, oh, they shouldn't have done this. They should have done that. And you're just like, oh, my God. Well, apparently they weren't supposed to leave in my, um, what did they call it? The, the opening or I guess, or access. Was that it? I think it's called the access. Any of my nurses out there, help me out here. Um, it's, you know, when they leave in the IV, um, and like just pretty much tape it down to your skin so that they don't have to continuously, um, God, I am not wording this correctly. They don't have to continuously poke you (laughs) with the needle. Um, you know, every time that they come back, cause every day, you know, they were coming here for my IV and, um, you know, they didn't want to have to poke me every time, but lucky for me, the first woman that poked me was amazing. Sorry. I'm taking a sip of coffee. Hmm. Quit hot. Um, uh, the first lady I had, she was great. And then the woman that I had on my last day was awful. And of course was the one that's been in the industry for like, I mean, I guess the nursing, if you want to say nursing industry for a long time. And she just like, did not know what to do when I was showing her that my whole hand was three times its size and that I couldn't move my wrist without being in extreme pain. And I kid you not, this happened overnight that I woke up in the morning. Like you hear these stories too, right? And I'm not kidding. I woke up in the morning and I just looked at my hand and it hurt. Like it was, I thought I slept funny that like I laid my head on the IV thing or whatever, the needle that was in me. Um, again, sorry, 
correction for my nurses out there. It's not a needle. She had a plastic piece that like simulated a needle so that the metal, because obviously you can't leave metal in you. I mean, you can, I guess, but you know, that is supposed to be their way around an infection. (sighs) Well, little did they know until I was a patient. Um, that I ended up, you know, having a really bad infection. But this nurse that's here and is physically here with me did not know what to do. Like, I have all this equipment. I mean, she's a nurse. I would assume a, somebody, I'm not even going to say a nurse, somebody that's been in that industry for, I think they said she was like 30 years, I believe, and doesn't happen to have like gauze on her. Like, that's just me. But like, if I was a nurse for that long, I'd have my purse full with like a first aid kit. You know, that would just be the first thing that comes to me, but whatever, you know, and I won't get too much into it, but like, she didn't fix it. My, I ended up having, she, (laughs) she told me that if it did get any worse to basically, um, contact one of the urgent cares because it was a Friday and, you know, she told me to give it another night. I'm like, hello, I have GBS because of the whole concept of give it another night. You'll get, you'll get better. Um, yeah, that didn't work. So here I am as a result. Uh, So obviously I really watched this infection because I was nervous. I mean, it was really gross. It was creepy looking like I never saw anything like it. And I've had infections before. So ended up doing an urgent care over the phone, which thank, oh my gosh, thank you the Lord that this is what technology has done for us because It's 2022. If you guys listened to my previous episodes, I'm still trying to figure out how we have not had first flying cars. Um, And secondly, like just medical treatments that have not improved or changed, I guess. Um, It's just amazing. Like how something's having something happen. And it has to do with money. But sorry, I'm having a little bit of a choking problem if you can't hear it. Um, so anyway, but my point with that is I was able to do an urgent care over the phone, you know, viral, viral, oh my gosh, virtual, not viral, um, virtual over the, you know, the camera and stuff. And it was amazing. It was a conversation that lasted less than five minutes. She got me the exact thing that my primary would have given me. Um, because I I contacted my primary, I keep my primary in the loop about pretty much as much as I can remember to, um, but I wouldn't be able to hear back from her until Monday. So this woman, she was great. She's like, show me your hand, you know, and I showed her the hand with the camera and, you know, I uploaded, um, any documents to her too, because I just recently had blood tests done just to make sure that, you know, she kind of knew what was going on or anything that I could and couldn't take, um, I I kid you not less than five minutes. I didn't have to worry. And this is all for my other GBSers out there. Um, I know maybe some of you might just be like, Oh, you know, I just kind of get by with the day. I'm not crazy updating my doctor like I do, which is totally fine. But if you ever do have an issue, especially the people that don't like going to the doctor, go on the urgent care thing. Like I understand that you're going to talk to somebody for maybe five to 10 minutes, maybe less than that. But it's worth it. You don't, I didn't have to get up, get ready to go, 
get, um, you know, my husband has to get situated. I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that have, you know, a significant other or family member or friend helping them. And they know how much of a toll it takes for them to get ready to go out the door. So I was more upset and getting anxious about that than what was going on with my, you know, exploding hand that it looked like. Um, so that was one of the reasons. One, the the lady that the nurse that was horrible um, suggested it. But, you know, once I she said to go to urgent care, I shouldn't say that I'm not giving her credit for the virtual visit that I found. Um but it was great. And it's great for people like my husband. I'm not saying that all men are like this, but a lot of guys do not like going to the doctor. Um, for He's an urgent care person. Like he would rather, if it, there's a problem, sure, go and get it fixed. Um, yeah. So he would, he has a lot more of that mind frame. Um, so for him to spend $50, if that, I mean, with our insurance now, it shouldn't cost anything, but most people, I think an average visit is like 50 bucks for an urgent care or well now, um, for five, 10 minutes and they give you what you need and you're out, you're done. Like that's wonderful. So anyway, okay, I'll move on. I'm kind of rambling. Like I always do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. That's the only thing that I can say has come far and medical and and honestly um to go back into the psychology thing um I was actually getting to a point and now I forgot see this is uh, my GBS was out there this is the uh GBS brain like I I really have to focus and I would like to talk about that too at some point um but yeah so going for psychology so I'll be busy starting May 9th um not busy that I'm not gonna be able to talk to you guys like I did it for two months but um just you know enough where I'm doing something and I feel like I'm learning and I already did like I took one class maybe a couple like introductory things for philosophy and like I was already amazed and being annoying and trying to like you know relate it to every day and you know, just trying to understand a lot of things when it comes to philosophy, because philosophy, dear God, you could go down that road forever when it comes to that, because like, you could just question everything. So I, I will say it's an interesting course. Any of you philosophers out there, I give you a lot of cred because I could not sit there and just question everything. Because here's the thing, I actually could sit there and question everything. And then I wouldn't want to deal with myself during that whole conversation because it would be so annoying. I would lose my mind and I just can't. Like some people can actually, I think they're a lot more stable that can handle philosophy. For me, I need to understand why. And I there better be an end result to it. It's kind of like the same, and I'm sorry if this, um, you know, offends anybody, full disclosure, it does have to do with religion, but um, I, I feel like um, it, it's almost like God when it comes to philosophy, because God, it's like, we all have our idea of things, but everybody has a different idea of it, and everybody sees it differently, and um, follows religion different, and, you know, their traditions, and all of that. I mean, amongst even religions that are similar are still different. They still have their own version of how they believe in serving God, I guess is the way to put it. So 
philosophy and that I noticed were very similar. Um, anybody's comments on that, I would love to hear. Um, but yeah, so again, analyzing, like we were talking about technology, that's where better help kind of came into play for me because I, I can't do too much. And I'm starting to realize um, every day now that I don't know what every day um, really is going to bring. And I, I think having, I think a lot of GBS people can understand this. And I'm sorry if I'm anybody that doesn't have GBS feels like I'm like kind of whatever. See, like I can't even think of the saying, um, like I'm kind of excluding them from this, but I, I'm not, I'm just trying to have them better understand how it is with GBS. But, um, it, it just, I think it's better sometimes for us to not have an idea of when we're going to get better when it comes to GBS. And I'm saying this from somebody that has had it now for almost nine months. Um, so anybody that hears that and has been like recently diagnosed with uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, I'm sorry. I- I'm not stating that you are going to have this. Okay. So don't think just because, um, you know, you're reading that there's more people, you know, that have been two to three years out, or, you know, you even hear me saying nine months and whatnot, but I, I just want to like kind of help you and I'm not sure how, but when, if a medical professional gives you an exact time frame of, you know, when you're going to be cured from GBS or you're going to be better, don't listen to them, please. And I understand that it, it might give you some hope. Um, if that's your thing and that does successfully get you to where you need to be, then that's great. And I'm more power to you, but it did not work for me. Okay. And I think it's better for me to just explain my situation um, because I don't want to like scare anybody or offend anybody. Um, I, when I was in the hospital, <clears throat> First off, going there, I had no idea what was going on, like everybody else, I'm sure. I thought I was going to get a shot, and I was going to be like, wing, bam, done, out the door, and going home. Um, At least that was my hope at the time. And obviously, that's not what happened. I had a medical professional, a neurologist, tell me that I was going to... Pretty much, and I've mentioned it in previous episodes, so if you did want to hear anything more in detail about like how I was diagnosed and the neurologist and all this stuff, please listen um, to previous ones. But um, he basically told me that, you know, I was going to be better after my IPIG. I was going to feel so much better, which he wasn't wrong. I did feel better, but I think I, when I hear so much better that I was going to even feel better than I did you know, prior to having GBS, like that's where my mind, not even thinking it, like that's just where my mind went. So I assumed that I was going to be like jumping out of bed and doing cartwheels, maybe not like that, but, um, and you know, him like, oh yeah, in a couple months with PT, you're going to be right back on your feet. Well, that wasn't the case. And I don't, I don't appreciate that because not only did it affect me, like, and don't get me wrong, I never had a date in my mind, but I did 
unconsciously, unconsciously, I can't talk, unconsciously um, think that I was going to be better by this year. Like, that wasn't even a thought. Like, it was just kind of like there. Like, oh yeah, by January 2022, I'm going to be all done. I'm going to be set. Like, even then, being diagnosed in August of 2021, I thought by the time Christmas hit that I was going to be okay. Like, it just wasn't a thought like this is going to be going on forever. Like, almost like it's a cold. Like, it's a cold that's going to go away, and it didn't. And, you know, I really am more upset that it affected other people around me. Because, one, I didn't have that mind frame. So there wasn't something that I was looking forward to to be disappointed But people around me, family, even uh, friends that, I mean, haven't even physically seen me, um, they have thought that I've been, like, cured and I'm good to go and I'm walking. And I'm like, no, not even close. Like, I feel like I would tell somebody first off if I was doing better. But um, anyway... And so sorry, I my throat is just been like annoying. I think it's we we've had a lot of a weather change here in uh, Buffalo, New York. Um, it, it's typical. This is like when everybody kind of gets the last minute sick, cold season, allergy season out because like our weather goes from like seventy to forty. And oh my god. Anyway, so I'm sorry for my raspy voice or my continuous clearing my throat here. Um, anyway, back on uh, topic here. So I, I really didn't appreciate that the doctors at least telling my husband, my mother-in-law, because that's really who um, I saw the most of. And given I, this is not a bash against my family at all. Um, I adore my father and sister and everything that they've done. Um, my stepmother, um, you know, I appreciate all that she's done. I appreciate even my nieces just being here and how well behaved they've been and understanding. I think, I don't know how much my sister prepped them and I'm sure she'll never really tell me. Um, but they were just such good. I mean, they're always good kids, but like they've been handling this. And I, I, I hope honestly that like, who knows, maybe my niece, one of them, I mean, one, the one's eight and the other one's four, um, that them seeing me might inspire them to be somebody in the medical industry. You know, you never know what, what bad that we see at this time could be turned into something good. And you know what? I'm saying this like, Oh, I got it all together. Not even close. I just like think, and I say things. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so they've been fantastic with it. And you know, it's just, I didn't like the whole point of, telling like I'm just gonna give my husband as an example giving him that hope that my wife is going to be set and good to go back to her normal self in a couple months you know so for him he's mentally thinking January 2022 I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna you know none of this like me not having a job no income nothing was even a thought which scares me. And this is where my psychology brain kicks in and goes into 9,000 different um, areas of our brain. Um, What bothers me is like, now I just, my brain just went all over the place, Sarah. See, I hope other GBSers can actually like hear me and be like, oh my God, I can feel you and what you're going through right now with your brain just like shutting down. And you're like, where was I going with this whole topic? And sorry for my dog barking too as well. Um, but, um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Got it. 
Um, I just, I, I didn't appreciate what they did with my family because I think they really thought that I was going to be better. And then when I wasn't better, it was that confusion of like, okay, well now we have to scramble around and try to figure out what to do. Like we're, you know, we lost, um, an income obviously for me, um, being in New York state disability is not great at all. Um, you would think with all the taxes they take from us that we would get something, but being in Buffalo, New York, um, we're not New York city. We don't get a bunch of cuts and, you know, all this money and whatnot. Um, we just don't, you know, we, we, we fund the New York city people, um, you know, taxes and whatever breaks they get. But anyway, um, it just, I, I didn't, I didn't like that people just had that mind frame and think it, and it's not their fault. And I'm not saying it is whatsoever, but I just, I, I wish that a medical professional would understand that they don't understand. Um, and when you don't understand something, don't pretend like you do, you know, like what be, be at least open minded enough that you can like be as educated as you possibly could be and you still do not know everything and when you don't admit it and I wish that would have happened and yeah maybe the doctor thought he was giving me some kind of hope to you know mentally have me prepared but it really didn't because now the scrambling that we are doing now is worse than what we were doing last year when I was originally diagnosed at least for me because I mean, maybe not, maybe because I was, you know, not totally with it when all this happened, but like, and with it, meaning, you know, they had me on a lot of medication and stuff, but you know, maybe I wasn't really realizing it at the time. And now I am because I'm more aware, but I really, I don't know, but I don't want to scare anybody again, trying to go back and loop around here, um, thinking that it's going to last a long time, but just prepare yourself, you know? For something like this, you can never be prepared, but you, you know, if you feel there's something missing in your diagnosis, like you feel confused, you feel um, that maybe the doctor that diagnosed you really didn't understand GBS or didn't give you enough information to make you feel comfortable, that's when you start to reach out and start branching off and, you know, really giving yourself your own education. Um, because you just know that you're going to say things and doctors are just going to nod your head. And, and honestly, if anybody agrees with me, please let me know. Um, I've had where doctors like, had just like nodded their head when I'm explaining a lot of my symptoms from GBS. Um, <clears throat> I've noticed that they just kind of like agree with you. And when somebody starts nodding their head and agreeing with you, I assume that they are understanding what I'm saying. And a lot of the doctors had no idea what I was talking about. I've had it to like calling specialists, which specialist one, more expensive, AKA specialist, specialize in that, like whatever it may be um, medically. And to go to a specialist and them not admit to it, I understand that, yeah, there's money involved, but this is also people's lives. Like, 
if you don't understand something, why wouldn't you be decent enough of a person to reach out to some other company um, or whatever, other, I don't even know, physical therapy, anything that you can think of that you knew a person that dealt with a patient that had GBS, why wouldn't you want to steer them towards that? Then possibly diagnosing somebody missing correctly. Like, I don't know if a lot of people, and I'm not hating on the medical industry, okay? My sister's in it. I was in it for a short period of time. I feel like I'm in it right now having GBS because I've learned so much. But, you know, I'm not hating on anybody at all. I'm just really thinking like if it was me what I would do and yeah I don't know I'm not a neurologist and what they go through um, on a daily basis but I couldn't imagine being okay with not understanding something and trying to diagnose someone very nonchalant and giving them medication that I'm not sure is going to work and that folks is exactly what I've been going through so um, I've been diagnosing myself and I'm, I'm going to move on a little bit. I got to the point, right? Check mark of psychology going for that. So busy bee, um, why analyzes everything. Um, by the way, this is therapeutic for me. I think I have mentioned that, but just to get everything off my chest is, um, it's helpful. And when not even having somebody retaliate back is sometimes good. And I don't know if it's because of what we're all going through that it might help or exactly what I'm going through. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My dog's barking again. But um, yeah, I mean, I really, it helps. It, it does. And even if anybody um, from the the group um, stuff that works for the GBSers out there, um, and I say GBSers because there's somebody in the group that actually, their screen name or username is GB, it's like GBS and then like a dash and then RS. And it's like a guy in a little wheelchair and like he's taking off, you know, for a marathon. And it was just really cute. And I thought that was like a nice saying, like we are GBSers, I guess. Oh my gosh, my dog. I just want you guys to know there's nobody outside and he's like still freaking out. But anyway, um, so yeah, it, the stuff that works people, um, you know, if you've had similar situations, please let me know. It's, it's always good to hear. And, and, and also if you want to reach out just to, you know, speak your mind and tell your story to me so I can share it, if you're not comfortable enough to, um, join in on the, the podcast with me, um, I can always just kind of recite what you told me and, um, go through it. I have no problem doing that. Um, absolutely. So anyway, I made a little checklist of course here and, just to try to keep myself as much as I can on track because, you know, I'm 26 minutes in and I feel like I haven't gotten to anything yet that's happened. Um, I am going to yell at my dog for two seconds here. So give me one moment while I do that. Um, if I can find my mute button, but uh, shoot, I don't think it will let me mute. Sorry. Okay. It's just going to be until he stops. Um, so... I did want to get in just because I'm getting really far into this. Um, being, I'm going to actually, I'm, I'll get into the Wagovi on the next one. Cause I'm going to have to take, um, a little bit of a break. Um, I, I think I've mentioned before, but I'll mention again, I get winded really quickly. Um, 
when it comes to talking, I don't know if it's because I'm home alone and I'm not really like talking that much. Um, so I don't know if it's that, but I've been starting to sing a lot more, um, in the shower or wherever I got to go, I sing. So I'm using my voice take, you know, breaths a lot more and stuff and talking during the day. Um, just so it can kind of get me back to where I was supposed to be. Excuse me. Ah, where I was as I yawned. Um, I'm always tired too. So I'm sorry if I do yawn. <laughs> That's another side effect. Um, but yeah, so um, I think what I'll get into before I end our chat and then get on to the Wagovi conversation uh, prescription um, in the next chat, or I should say podcast chat that we have. Um, the only thing different I've noticed lately is the uh, pain in my feet. Um, I know a lot of people that I've read about with GBS, they all say the same thing, the pins and needles type of feel. And I've been trying to come up with something else just because I, I don't like saying the same thing over and over. And, um, it's annoying too, when you have somebody with you that has to hear you repeat the same thing over and over, but I just am trying to come up with another way of explaining it. And I, so I had an, when I was first diagnosed back in August, in July of 2021 was when it was the worst. That's obviously when it first came on, when I had COVID, um, or, you know, was coming off of having COVID. Um, and then also when I got my infection from the, the UTI in early July. So, um, July was when I was really dealing with a lot and I had that feeling of, almost like bugs were crawling on my feet and it, you know, over time it it got worse and worse. And I just really, it, it, it turned into a burning. The burning was when it became unbearable. So now I'm not at that like burning feel where it's like, Oh my God. And I'm like kicking my feet constantly and I can't even have them under like a blanket, like, cause it was, it was like the, even a soft blanket would feel scratchy on my skin. Like it felt like it was just like, like cutting it almost like it hurts so bad. And I'm not at that point at all like that, but it's, it's still at the point where it's annoying and it wakes me up and it just, it keeps me up my sleeping by the way. Oh my gosh, it's been awful. I, I don't know if I have enough time to get into that for this episode, but I will in the next one. Um, I, I don't even know where to go with that, but the, this, or start with that, I should say, but my feet just like have been bothering me there. It's right now. It just, it feels like a static, like there's this static, like crinkling feeling almost like when you get a static shock, if you can imagine constantly having that static shock in your feet, like going all the time in unison with each other. And then all of a sudden you get like this, like instant pain. And I make that noise because that's what it feels like in your foot, if that makes sense. And it just like goes and it, you never know when it's going to happen, but it just happens. And that's where there's that um, uneasy feeling. You don't know when it's going to happen. So when you're walking, you don't know. Luckily for me, it hasn't happened when I've been walking, knock on wood. Um, Because, you know, that's where I'm scared with, like, you know, when I can drive again. Like, is it going to happen suddenly when I have my foot on the gas? Or, 
let alone the foot on the brake. And, you know, that where it's just going to shock me and scare me so much that, you know, you just kind of like, you know, anytime you're frightened, like you kind of lose control of your body and not realize how you're reacting at that moment. Um, but it, you know, I had a situation where like, I almost fell yesterday. Um, so it, it's really every day you take every day for what it's worth because you just don't know how you're going to feel. And, you know, I could say that maybe a couple weeks ago I was feeling a little bit better, but I really wasn't. Like, I felt like after my IVIG that I was getting to be really tired. And Lord, days after, I would say over the weekend, and, and given I had the infection, so I don't know if that was a big play too, but I was exhausted. I could sleep all day, every day. And then I kind of got off that and was moving around a little bit more. And all of a sudden, I mean, it came back. I don't know what it was. Um, I, I've been, I have an elliptical that I, I try to, well, I do get on every day, but I try to get on for a lot longer of a period of time that I get on. So like the longest I've gone is 20 minutes on it. And I have to sit. So there is a chair on it that I can use. And I can still use the hand or the arm motion um, just low. I have to hold like the bars kind of low to make sure my back's straight. Um, but that does help um, the last couple of days. Guess what? It hasn't helped. We've had this elliptical for a few months now. Or maybe, maybe it hasn't been that long. My, my concept on time is awful. Um, but yeah, it was helping a lot and I felt like my blood was moving and whatnot. And then the last couple of days, couldn't even do it. Yesterday I got on for maybe a minute or two. I think I timed it and I was like, no, like, I don't know if a lot of GBSers out there can agree with me or feel the same way that when it comes to GBS, there's just a moment where you're like, no, (laughs) you're like, no, this isn't going to work. And there's nothing around it. And I don't know if it's some of us that have had it for a little while that we know what our limits are. Um, But I just like, I've had that with me with trying to even do stairs. Um, I could probably get up like one stair going up, two stairs going up, but it gets to a point where like, you just feel your leg is done. Your legs are done. And it's like, you either better, you know, say a Hail Mary and hope that that next stair is going to, um, I say hold you or that you're going to hold your own with that stair. But yeah, I, I, that's all it is. You just know you're like, nope, it's either I'm going to fall on my face or I'm going to stop and not do what I, you know, potentially am trying to because I'm going to fall or it's going to hurt. And the hurt is not a normal hurt and it's so hard to explain for people that don't have it. But, um, yeah, so my feet have not been doing better. Um, so that's been an obstacle the last couple of days. Um, yeah, I have not gotten into anything and we are going on, oh my gosh, 35 minutes. So I'm going to cut it short. Um, ah, cut it short. I'm going to cut my very long podcast short um, and just kind of move on to the next one. I'm still trying to like get caught up on the last couple of months um, 
you know, and help anybody that I can that I've missed for information regarding GBS treatments and whatnot. So um, I'm going to move on. I'm going to hop on that next podcast, um, try to get a little bit more um, organized here, and uh, we'll take it from there. All right, guys. Um, anybody out there that's listening, again, I thank you for, you know, being on this journey with me. Um, and just listening on and taking time from your day. It's, I really cannot express how much I appreciate you. And I hope you can listen on to my next episode. So stay tuned. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. If you cannot stay tuned. All right. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.